Welcome to Nahum Connections Podcast, Voices in Patient Access. Here, patients access professionals and industry experts contribute their voices about popular patient access topics, including career development and leadership, revenue cycle operations, healthcare regulations, and the patient experience. If you like what you hear today, subscribe or leave a review where you listen to podcasts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of the Nahum Connections podcast. I'm Nicole Fountain, Nahum Publications Committee Chair, and I'm excited to be here again moderating a wonderful conversation, this time focused on ambulatory care in patient access. Joining us today are two remarkable patient access professionals, each with a strong passion for their roles. It's my pleasure to introduce Audrina Cato and Ernest Yates IV. Welcome both of you to the Nahum Connection podcast. Before we dive into our conversation, uh, if you can tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, let's talk a little bit about your career in patient access and if you've had any involvement with Nahum. Audrina, would you like to start? Yeah. So my name is Adrena Cato. I have um, been in patient access for the last 13 years. I help support over 350 clinics out here in sunny Arizona and uh, cross-training over onto the acute side. So I could see how the service lines mend together. Um, with being in patient access for a number of years, I've been able to actively engage in Nahum, which has been really exciting. Thanks, Audrina. I'm excited to, to hear more about things in sunny Arizona. Ernest, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, my name is uh, Ernest Chase IV. I'd like to thank you all for taking the time and inviting me for this. Um, I've been in patient access for approximately 12 and a half years. Um, I started out um, as a patient service representative and now currently I'm the director of ambulatory access. Um, where I have oversight of six clinics and registration across the region for authorization for um, care network. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be my first interaction with Naham, so I'm looking forward to today. Well, we're excited to have you, Ernest, and excited to hopefully um, find many more ambulatory patient access professionals like yourself to come join us at Naham. Uh, so thank you both for those introductions. To start things out, um, I'm going to start at the beginning of the cycle when we're talking about maybe new employees or, or employees that need some help. Why is training and development crucial in the field of patient access when you're working in an ambulatory care setting? I would say both are essential in the ambulatory care setting. Uh, they both equip our PAS members with different knowledges, knowledge information and skill sets needed to be successful in their role. Um, with the proper training that they can get, uh, they can ultimately become experts in um, insurance coverages and handling difficult patients, uh, assessing uh, with streamlining the registration process, which then can ensure a smooth and efficient experience for everyone that's involved. No, I agree with that. I think one of the things with the training as well is we always have to remember that um, patient access is often that first point of contact for our patients. So, um, you know, we're responsible for greeting the patient, scheduling, and then answering questions regarding their insurance and billing. So it's a multitude of areas that a patient actual that uh, patient access um, have to communicate with patients regarding those things. So I think a lot of it is just with the landscape of 
of healthcare is consistently changing as training is important. Because everything is different. You know, a lot of times there are a lot of weeks where like, hey, this week is completely different than last week. And not to mention the changes that happen with insurance and payers across organizations. So I always say that that's a really big thing to keep an eye on from uh, a training standpoint, because a lot of times that person that gets all of those questions are those patient access staff members that are sitting right there at the front door, or they catch them when the patient's leaving as well. So I always think that that training aspect is uh, really important because the physicians and the nurses typically won't get those questions uh, regarding those things. Right. We also like to say that PAS members are like the spine of the healthcare. So uh, like Ernest mentioned, is that they get that face-to-face -face interaction with the patients and have those questions that they have to be quick to be able and feel confident to be able to respond back. So patients feel comfortable with continuing on with their care. Looking to grow your skill set and stature within patient access profession? Consider Naham's Certified Healthcare Access Associate or Certified Healthcare Access Manager, the only patient access certifications that meet NCCA standards. Showcase your knowledge, problem-solving abilities, and dedication to your career by becoming NAHAM Certified. Visit certification.naham.org to learn more. You both have at least some aspect of experience with hospital settings or acute care settings. When I think about ambulatory settings, some of those environments, um, patients might be coming in on a more regular basis or um, getting to know the, the clinic staff in ways that are different in the acute care space. What would you say is, um, different about being that spine of the organization or the, the, the first point of contact in the organization, what makes it so special for patient access in the ambulatory setting? I think what makes um, patient access that special and that first interaction um, so important is because that we realize that we receive patients when they're not at their best a lot of times when patients come to us, uh, especially on the ambulatory side, it's not because they want to. It's either for testing, some kind of diagnostic. Most people wouldn't sign up to say, hey, this time, this day, you want, I want to go hang out in a medical facility. <laughs> so a lot of times I feel like we're getting patients when they're, a lot of times they're kind of at their lowest. So you have that opportunity to brighten that patient's day try to make that conversation that they're having about billing or anything else or any shortage of um, insurance coverage a little easier because it's a very difficult situation as it is, um, especially when we start looking at the financial component of everything of healthcare. So I always feel like that's a good start to just be able to make that connection with the patient to make it a easier visit for them because, you know, nine times out of 10, we can see what they're coming in for but we don't necessarily know what that's going through. And I think it's a chance to just kind of have some empathy for them for being there regardless of the, regardless of the situation that they're there for. I would have to agree. And to follow up with that, our ambulatory reps have that opportunity to make that eye contact with the patient and build that report with them. So they may recognize, um, especially in our rural clinics, 
uh, if Jane Smith is coming in on a routine basis and that they can ask them how was, you know, her cruise last month or um, how is, you know, their spouse doing. And so they're able to get that report and it doesn't feel so scary when the patient is coming in to a clinic setting. Those are both fantastic answers. I, I wonder, um, how do you manage to consistently provide strong performance in these really dynamic environments that you've both described so far? We, um, on the ambulatory side, we want to promote and continuously offer lots of training and development opportunities. I know on my half is when I started learning the ambulatory world, I had to learn all the ins and the outs and the processes of it. And so I did stumble quite often and quite a lot, but with each stumble, I did have the opportunity to um, improve on my skill set and learn something new and be able to connect both the ambulatory to the acute side. I think that's awesome. I think, um, honestly, I do a lot of the same things. And one of the things I always say is to just always be flexible and adaptive. Uh, one of the quotes I always share with my team is like Bruce Lee's quote, where he said, be like water and adjust to the object. No one patient is the same, no, uh, no payer is the same, no situation is the same. And a lot of times it's like we have our policies in place of what we do by the book, but a lot of times that can go off script depending on what's going on. So it's just also being able to adjust to those, you know, create, be creative and look for ways to improve performance with those, with any of the metrics that are set. But then also spending time to make sure we speak with our, our, our front end users specifically about things they're seeing. I think a lot of times since we, you know, we're constantly in meetings talking about improvement and finances from that point, we don't get to spend as much time patient facing um, as our, our colleagues and our team members do. So I think having those conversations with them is a really good way to make sure we increase the performance and create that strong dynamic for the group and the organization as a whole. I love this idea of be like water and be adaptable, particularly in the face of really challenging situations, which we know that patient access professionals are often faced with. What are some of the effective strategies each of you has for maintaining composure and providing excellent service in high pressure moments, especially when you're dealing with your ambulatory care patients or if not yourself, some strategies that you teach your staff to be able to be effective in those moments? One of the things I always talk to my staff about, and I, I make sure I practice this as well, is just to remember, even in those, um, those high pressure moments when you have an angry patient, to remember that it typically has nothing to do with you. It circles back to what I said earlier, Typically, patients may not be feeling well, depending on their health. You know, this, their health situation can be affecting their financial well-being. I mean, the biggest thing sometimes we can do is just be that listening ear. I, I talk about this all the time. A lot of patient complaint calls that I may receive, a lot of times it just turns into more of a therapist when I'm just listening to what they're talking about, the issue they had. And sometimes it's just they want to feel understood and heard. And then making sure that we can make adjustments based on the situation at hand. Um, a lot of times, it's just make sure we're honest with patients and um, 
and taking time to, you know, listen to their concerns while also allowing them to know how things work on our side. I think we need to um, realize and remember as well is that the average patient does not know anything regarding healthcare processes. We need to make sure that we take that time to inform them of these things and inform them of what's going on. And 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 I feel this is especially true for our outpatient. Yeah, it's like uh, you mentioned earlier uh, to be like water adjusted objects. So the PAS reps are going to encounter these high pressure moments. Um, Sometimes it could be on a daily basis. Sometimes it could be very far in between. But it's also important for our ambulatory reps to take a moment. They could take a deep breath and uh, remember that they are the calm and the reassuring voice for, uh, for our patients. We also uh, remind them that they need to be patient and empathetic and understanding to the patients. Like Ernest mentioned, is that a lot of patients don't know the healthcare world. Um, and so we try to eliminate like healthcare jargon and be able to actively listen to the patients. Um, and then, of course, a good uh, dad joke or professional humor uh, with a genuine smile can go a long way to diffuse the tension. I think that's a really good point because uh, someone always said you can hear a smile even through the phone. And I never understood that until like I got older and I was like, oh yeah, you actually can hear someone smiling and laughing. Yeah, you can. It's incredible, isn't it? Um, and it it makes me think about the moments that a smile or uh, a heartwarming gesture from patient access could really change someone's day. And I'm guessing you guys have a lot of stories about that. So we all know that patient access professionals are superheroes in their own right. But can you share a heartwarming story where one of your ambulatory patient access experts went above and beyond to help a patient in need that might showcase for our listeners the unique challenges and rewards of of working in the ambulatory setting? Yeah, so I do agree. Our ambulatory reps are dedicated superheroes. Um, At one of our really high volume clinics, I was able to witness a PAS uh, rep named Lisa. Um, She was able to assist a patient that was walking in that um, expressed that they were going to have financial difficulties for their appointments and was unsure if they or he wanted to continue on with this care. So Lisa went above and beyond, um, sat down with the patient, was able to actively listen to his concerns and truly understand his financial barriers that he expressed. Um, Lisa then provided financial programs that we have here uh, within Banner Health and then also some community resources that allowed him to feel comfortable with continuing on with his treatment and his care within the ambulatory setting. I think that's awesome, especially um, considering we talk so much about financial uh, difficulties with the trying times of the economy constantly. Um, one thing I could say that from my that I've seen personally with my own eyes, and this just always stands out to me. Um, we had a patient that was in a wheelchair, and actually she she was able to drive, so she um, kind of had her car um, um, connected to where she can drive more so with her hands. Um, but she was in a wheelchair, and we actually had a patient, um, a patient service representative at the door, 
and um, actually offered to take that patient from the door up to the clinic on the third floor. I told the clinic to give her a call when the patient was done. They willed, she willed her back down and back to her vehicle in the rain. And I just thought that was one thing that always stuck out to me because it just showed how much like compassion that she had for another person. It wasn't necessarily about being a good employee. It wasn't about making sure that, hey, we got everything we needed during registration. It was just about showing compassion and, you know, love for a fellow human being that was actually having a difficult time with transportation in a very big facility. This is something that always sticks out as a hero moment to me because it would have taken that patient a lot longer to um, wheel herself through the facility for her appointment and then back to her vehicle. And I just think that was a great example of customer service by our PSR. That's incredible. That made my PAS heart, heart happy. <laughs> like what you hear on Naham Connections podcast? Visit naham.org slash Naham Connections to catch up with the latest patient access content and insights from patient access professionals and industry experts. It's, um, it is remarkable working with people who are such people, people, <laughs> that's a funny way mm -hmm. of saying it. But one thing that I've noticed, no matter what environment you encounter them in people who work in patient access, really are caring individuals um, who will do a lot for the other humans around them. It's pretty remarkable to see. So as we wrap here, I am curious from both of you, if you could give just one piece of advice to an aspiring patient access professional in the ambulatory care field, what would it be considering the specialized nature of outpatient care and access management. If I can give one piece of advice to anyone that was aspiring for patient access, it would be to begin learning the nature of outpatient uh, care and access management. Um, outpatient care is different from inpatient in a lot of ways. And, and honestly, I don't really feel like that's talked about a lot nor, nor taught until you're actually in this world you know, to where we're focused more on those routine checkups, you know, from a clinical standpoint, they're focused on like flu shots, vaccinations and things along that nature. Um, where inpatient, you know, they're a little bit more focused on length of stay and things along that nature, where ideally we want everyone that comes in for our appointments to go home that exact same day. And so I think ambulatory care um, access management is ensuring that patients have timely and affordable access to outpatient care regardless of the community and their um, their payer mix. So I think one of the things to do is just start to research different payer, different insurance plans for your organization, kind of what's a little bit more common in the area that you work in. Um, spend some time with someone that's in that leadership role and ask if you can shadow and attend meetings with them. Um, I have one of my team members now who wants to go into management and healthcare side. So I've invited her to kind of listen in on some of the projects and just kind of understand how these meetings and uh, things work um, with that. And then I would say um, learn about different financial assistance programs that can help our patients. For example, we have financial counselors at our site currently, but, you know, maybe spend some time um, 
with them to learn those processes, learn how um, finances actually work on the front end aspect of things. That way you can actually find another way to make sure you're insuring our patients in the, on the front end of billing compared to, you know, us always trying to rectify things on the back end. I was just going to say um, to follow up from Ernest is that we want our PAS reps to know their the specialty the specialized area that they're in, whether it's, you know, a surgery center or whether it's family practice or specialties, and to also understand the dynamics of their patients that are coming in. So um, he mentioned, you know, different insurances. So you may have a larger audience that's coming in that, you know, is, is more on Medicare or Medicaid, or you may have a larger audience that, you know, is with the commercial payers or need or requesting financial assistance. So feeling comfortable um, being, being able to answer or assisting those patients that are walking into your clinic is going to be crucial. Um, and then also don't be nervous to switch from different areas. So if you feel that you've met the capacity of the uh, specialty area that you're in, try a different specialty, um, whether it's cardio versus ortho. Th those are two completely um, different fields of uh, for specialties. And then also you could switch it to a completely different world and that could be family medicine and pediatrics and you know so forth. So being able to prioritize continuous learning and adaptability is going to take you really far on the ambulatory side in PAS. Great point. It's incredible advice for anyone listening. And I certainly hope that people walk away with those gems as reminders. Audrina and Ernest, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you sharing your insights with the Nahum community. And I'm sure our listeners appreciate it too. Hope you all have a great day. The conversation continues on Nahum Connections. For more content specific to career development and leadership, patient experience, healthcare regulations, and revenue cycle operations, visit naham.org slash Nahum Connections. That's N-A-H-A-M dot org slash Nahum Connections. Plus, Nahum members can access a library of on-demand education featuring a breadth of trending topics. Visit naham.org slash webinars on demand to start learning. Not a member, but interested in taking advantage of these valuable resources? Join Naham to arm yourself with community knowledge and resources as you face obstacles in your daily work. Naham offers the year-round education and knowledge you need to help you navigate the unexpected. Visit naham.org slash naham membership to become a member. That's naham.org slash naham membership. Thank you to everyone listening today. Until next time.